I've got some new Goonies 2 information here that just blew my mind. I looked up <laughs> Goonies 2, and they're making a fucking sequel to the Goonies movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 What the hell's going on? Is, is Chunk in it still? I don't know, but the fucking, uh, what's his name better be in, um, uh, one of the Corys? Both of the Corys better be in this. <laughs> Knowing their career, they are. <laughs> anyway, okay, go ahead and do your news. Update: It's Corey Feldman, isn't it? But not him. Yay. Wow! I'll make see sure to keep make sure to keep updating us throughout the show. <laughs> that's all I got. That's that's all the news. Edmund's on on Goonies watch. <laughs> As is it, we have everyone on Goonies watch. At least one person per podcast. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that the game is now current. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. You're listening to issue number 38. With me as always, I've got Gavin from the news, and as special guests, I've got Edmund and Tommy from Team Meat, who are building Super Meat Boy. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get right into the news before we, uh, before we get sidetracked on, on awesome stuff like Goonies news and everything like that. So Gavin, Gavin, please, please, let's get going. Absolutely, okay. First up in the news today, we have a, we have the, reve- the reveal of a mystery announcement between Capcom and Microsoft. Earlier this week, they revealed that they will have a mysterious announcement towards today, actually, uh, that concerns a, an exclusive premiere title for the Xbox 360. We have had that reveal today, and it uh, is actually Monster Hunter Frontier, the popular Japanese online system that managed to get good online capabilities out of the PSP, will now be coming to the 360 and PC which um, should be pretty pretty sweet. I mean, it's a huge franchise in Japan. It sells tremendously well in Japan, which will give Microsoft a huge leg up in that region. They've never been particularly lucrative in that region. And it looks like it's going to be hitting us, too. We don't have necessarily a, um, a release date, but people can start pre-ordering starting late February. So we should be getting more info on that on February <laughs> 1st. I don't think any of us are Monster Hunter players here. <laughs> I don't think so either, but it's happening, so it's in the news. <laughs> Is, it's modern Monster Hunter. Is it like a? It's not downloadable, is it? Um, no, I don't believe so. It looks like just a a disc based MMO, but oh, you okay. still play it. Hunter. Yeah, Monster oh. Hunter. Yes, in this game you hunt monsters. Ah. Yes, yes. Just to clear up, I mean, there's been a lot of confusion surrounding the title, but yes, in Monster yes. Hunter you hunt monsters. But I believe we're embarrassingly short on information so <laughs> anyone that plays it on the podcast. But it's happening, so now you're informed. And um, go act- actually go to our site because someone that more- knows more about it than I am is actually writing it. So you'll get all the necessary details from them. We're going to move on, cool. and we're actually going to move on to an MPD study. One of our financial trackers, Extraordinaire, have revealed that despite the uh, under-14 set being a still lucrative market, Gaming and video game playing in general is actually the fourth most popular children's entertainment, which means it's basically last. It's below watching TV, which is the most popular, movies, and listening to music. That's blasphemy. For what? What's the age group? Two to fourteen. Oh come on. Two to fourteen in the MPD group. Yes. 
Yeah, between towards the younger side, I can believe that. Towards the older side, eh, you need to start gaming a bit more, kiddies. But now, um, let's break <laughs> down the numbers a little bit more here. We have 71% for PC, 77% for console. So we got pretty even spread there. Only 48% of them own handhelds, which is pretty pretty surprising considering how many people I see with DSs and how huh. young they usually are. And only 24% regularly download games for their mobile phones. And actually, out of everything, um, out of all of the what's the word, um, ownership uh, capabilities of most games, only 14% of them downloaded games on PC. The rest, they purchased on disc. And on console, only 2% What's wrong with kids games. these days? They're just, they're just behind the times, which is odd considering that they're... They which are is, an, which is another reason why, like, I, we, we've been talking about, like, ratings and stuff like that when it comes to downloadable content, which I think, I think that ratings on downloadable games are almost pointless. Like, you could have an M rating and it wouldn't matter because nobody's, no, nobody under 18 is basically, or 16 is, has a credit card and is going buying games online. Yeah. Sure, that could be the, ma- the major, um, divide between the, these numbers. That makes sense. But this study also, um, what's the word? It's cross-referenced to another study by the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation. Woo! Um, sounds delightful. Henry J. Um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, this was brought to us by the Los Angeles Times, and they say that despite being a um, less than luc- um, less than lucrative genre comparatively for gaming, this market does spend at least eight hour, um, almost eight hours a day on entertainment. This is all. This is across the board, not just games. But that is a an hour and seventeen minutes more than last year, and it's about fifty three hours a week, which is more than most full time jobs. So I mean, this is a pretty de- this is a pretty active market, even though they're not particularly active in our field. But yeah, any other thoughts on this baby, on this puppy, this MPD report puppy? Mm, Anybody? No. No, we're pretty that's, good. That's kids something. these days. Yeah, that's something. Kids, these days. kids are stupid. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we kids can end on that now. I think we can end on that now. Let's <laughs> move on to something that would get the uh, get us pumped up with fury. Um, Eldergeek.com's most disappointing game and worst game of last year may just be getting a sequel. Tony Hawk <laughs> Ride 2 has been hinted at, I guess we can say, in a Twitter from uh, Tony Hawk himself. said that he is meeting with Rob- uh, Robomondo, Robomodo, which sounds like a Powerpuff Girls villain. Um, but that is the developer that pu- um, put in work on the first game. And if he's meeting with them, that's likely the next project they are will be continuing on. So and I think that's the one with the board, right? Where you that is the yeah, one with the that's the one. Board. Yes. Nobody bought that game. <laughs> no, nobody did. Nobody. That's because everyone panned it. And actually, um, Tony Hawk came out and defended it, stupidly. Um, no. But still. <laughs> um, but yeah, Randy, I mean, I, you got something to say on this. Tony Hawk Ride 2. Are you first day, pre-order, right? <laughs> standing in the rain four hours beforehand, midnight release? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you you know me, man. I, I can't get enough of my my Tony. I can't get enough of my plastic peripherals. You know, hey, my wife my wife was totally cool enough for me to for us to have like a rock band set because you know we use it. But um, I think she would probably laugh at me if she saw me riding a skateboard. Probably. And from what I know of you, I would probably be laughing with her. But, <laughs> um, Edmund, it's funny how um, delayed the uh, the mainstream is when it comes to like. A uh, popular game came out, and then they think, "Oh, it has to be the peripheral thing." That's the reason why. It's not because Rock Band is fun; it's because it's got a peripheral. Let's yeah. start in that, and then they're fucking two years late, and then DJ Hero and crap skateboard game come out, and nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are getting a bit. Uh, we are reaching the uh, oversaturated point with 
peripheral-based games in general. We've passed it by far last year with music rhythm games. So hopefully peripheral-based games will be seeing a down a decrease over time. But I think they did. Like, I, I think this year they, they saw like a almost like a 50% sales drop in, in like Rock Band and, and uh, Guitar Hero and stuff like that. Remember, Randy, that would be last year. We're in the future now. <laughs> We've only had about three weeks in this in this current year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well just said. Let, just to let everyone know, especially our guests, Randy operates three months in the past. Uh, all the all time. time. All it's the time. A, it's a it's tax logical disorder. It's <clears throat> actually rather humorous most times, but yeah, tax, three, it's, three months behind. It's tax reasons. It's so I don't have to pay my quarterlies or wait. Nice. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Let's move on again here. We have um, fan favorite director Peter Jackson giving us an interview here from Ain't It Cool News. And he actually said that, um, paraphrasing him, of course, he's enjoying more games than films these days. Um, he said they're using a lot of filmic techniques, um, a lot of ci- more cinematic um, cutscenes, a lot of more different angle changes, a more sophisticated presentation. And he's saying that it's um, very cool. And um, let's see. Um, he's also, of course, pursuing games based on his current licenses, which include The Hobbit, directed by Guillermo del Toro. And the Tintin movie that he's been working on, based on the, I believe, German or Belgian comic strip of the same name, of the detective, Tintin. Oh. Which was an awesome show. Not Rin Tintin? No, not Rin Tintin. Tintin. Okay. But yeah, so Peter Jackson liking more films, uh, more games than films. I'm for that. I'm happy with that. We all pretty good? Pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> just gripping, gripping dialogue this episode. I mean, it's just non-stop wit. It's been a slow news week. I'm more excited about the... I'm totally excited about the second half of the show. <laughs> That's dedication there, Randy. Yeah, I am. I'm happy to see this. Got some, I, I, some I really think for these guys. I really hope more directors actually get into the games like Peter Jackson has. It could, it could mean a lot of per, um, better peripheral... Uh, peripheral proliferation, I swear I can speak English, between the two mediums. I mean, yeah. Hopefully Tarantino gets in on it soon and we get a proper Kill Bill game, which would be Did awesome. He, didn't he write the uh, Reservoir Dogs game? I do not recall. I, yeah, I, I actually, I think it's it's probably best to let the filmmaker stick to filmmaking. Oh, yeah, I'm not, Your game yeah, I'm not saying that they come and make games, but I'm certain they could give some, um, we can have more creative consultants on games based on their licenses. Even, um, even if it's Especially if it's not things like made in conjunction with the movie release. I want more people like Vin Diesel, basically, because Vin mm. Diesel founded his own studio. He 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 consults, but he's not developing. And mm. because of that, we got Chronicles of Riddick. Mm. I mean, there's some good that can be had up here. But let's move on again. Um, I'm gonna actually skip another news item because it's exactly like the one I just said, and that just doesn't seem to be <laughs> getting a lot of info. So to avoid boring our audience to the point of tears, we're gonna move on. But just I'll glance over it just for you guys. Neil Blomkamp, director of Drystick Nine, said a game would be awesome. So yay! Yeah, a game that would movie be awesome. Was good. That movie yeah, was good. That movie was good. Oh wow! Oh, I'm getting responses. It's amazing. Hey, you know what movie was good? And there was an awesome video game that was a sequel for it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Tell me. Goonies. <laughs> Goonies well, two. I'm, well, I'm gonna blow your mind and tell you that no longer is that a sequel to a movie. Yet it is. It is. Finally, they're making Goonies too. The it movie. was like that's like a thirty-year prediction from an NES game. I know, isn't that crazy? But <laughs> you know, what I found out Chunk is not in the movie. Ah, is it a Goonies it's not movie? A Goonies then? Game. It's... No, it's not a Goonies movie. No <laughs> Chunk, no Goonies. 
They still got Feldman though. So. All right, well, it's a half course, I mean, how hard, out. Yeah, how hard is it to get Corey Feldman? I mean, honestly, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we're gonna move on again. We're gonna keep in the movie. Michael Jackson vein. died, guys. Michael Jackson died. Was he in the Goonies? Heart. Was he in the Goonies? I don't remember him in the Goonies. He did music for Sonic too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he had a, there's a Moonwalker game or something. The Moonwalker arcade game was badass. Oh god, it was so cool. You could yeah. Moonwalker on console, not so much. Robo Jackson. Yeah, and he could shoot like the double lasers out of his hands. Oh man, that was so awesome. Yeah, that was... Michael Jackson can do that in real life. Just <laughs> every time he tried, it just came out in really weird ways. Well, he can do it now anyway. Shot, shot lasers at naked boys. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, you're listening to Elder Speak, the official podcast of Elder-Geek.com. Send all complaints and grievances to Randy at (laughs) ElderGeek.com. But we're moving on. We're going to move to more movies since that seems to get more more responses out of our guest and our host. Um, (laughs) Mass Effect, actually. We were talking about this again before the podcast, just like we were talking about the Goonies is um, going to extend beyond a trilogy. Surprise, surprise. Same like God of War was doing last week. And it's actually drawing a lot of Hollywood interest. I mean, the original game, before, um, probably around the point that it was on Fox News and getting all that controversy, got a lot of interest in some Hollywood producers. And now, since the sequel's coming out, the interest has been greater than ever. And Bioware has just mentioned that it's not too eager to rush into a project. They want to make sure it's good. They want to make sure it's done right. So rock on to them. And... Yeah, Greg uh, Sinchuk, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, but co-founder of Bioware, recently said on a... Um, <laughs> Is he have a my last name? <laughs> no, not Yasinchuk. Deschuk. <laughs> I have oh. no idea. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Kotaku's podcast, and he said, yes, we're going to be doing more than Mass Effect 3. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, Mass Effect is... It's basically a movie anyway where you get to create your own sexy hero and, you know, and, and play That's out your... the game game. with the sex scenes that That's they were right. on Fox News. That's that they're right. Like, they're all graphic and everything. Yeah, we got to... They aren't. Do that. They aren't. You got to protect I, the kids from the alien boobs. I mean, God knows. It was trying to look like a nipple. Nobody cares. <laughs> Believe me, I, I went through that sex scene dozens of times. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Pretty soft core. You've gone through it dozens of times. You were like, wait a second, I gotta, I gotta see that again. Yeah. <laughs> gotta make, gotta fact check Fox News, especially with my video games. Yeah. But we, um, Mass Effect Two, multiple possible sex scenes. Awesome. So you know what I'm gonna be doing. Yeah. When they have the multiple angle deal, can you control the camera? <laughs> I would prefer to be controlling the character actually, but beyond that. We're moving so, on. What about what about multiple closet. characters? Like, is it is it just one on one, or is menage, it or is it virtual menage a trois? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I haven't played the game yet. I haven't okay. gotten to it. Okay, it's a it's a space game. So are there like tentacles? <laughs> yeah, zero how gravity. Much, how much is Mass Effect? Aren't the they're like sixty dollars games? Yeah, sixty bucks. Dude, for like five bucks, you could get full penetration online. <laughs> for, for free, you could get full. That's true, actually. That, that is true for free. <laughs> and real girls, though. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can get. Yeah, you can get. You can get anything. I know. I've, I've seen you it. Probably get a couple hookers for cheaper yeah. than it, it, actually buying Mass Effect, dude. For yeah. sixty bucks, or or, yes. or best of both worlds. 
you can get two hookers over, and all three of you can play Mass Effect. There yeah. you go. Yep. There, there it is. is. There we go. Perfect night. Birthday. Yeah. Force and feedback is way better on the hookers, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's happened to the podcast. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One more news on it before we can get to the interview. Yes. <laughs> I know Randy's just chomping on the bed here, but it's one that both Randy and I can appreciate. Okay. Um, Again, we return to Bestoff and Injunction and Trial Against Interplay, the um, original owners and operators under the Fallout license. This is for Fallout 3 and the continued use of the product for a possible MMO project, possible sequels. But that is not the concern for today. We actually got a pretty solid um, leak of the Elder Scrolls MMO project. We have, it's been going on since 2007. We have an over, um, 100 plus team working on it. And um, on a four-year development cycle, so that would probably put the release date sometime next year. And this is uh, confirmed in the um, what's what's we what's the word it's called? Uh, just court filings, I suppose. Again, revealed by the Duck and Cover, who has been our Uh-oh. fan site extraordinaire for the entire issue since it started a couple months ago. So yay, Elder Scrolls MMO, it's happening, it's going yeah. on. When when that actually finally launches, I'll probably lose my job and Elder Geek <laughs> will crash and burn. Yeah, but. As oh. the site crumbles, we'll just leave our Elder Scrolls MMO information so you can just add our characters. That will be the only thing left on Elder Geek. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, that it for the news? I think, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I think. <laughs> Great. I don't know anymore. I don't know what's going on. Edmund, do you have any Goonies news that you want to fill us in on, bud? <laughs> I don't know. No. Um, nope. No Goonies updates? Damn. No, I I, uh, I didn't watch the, the teaser trailer yet, so I don't really have more information. Blocking. <laughs> It's All right, bad. we'll we'll take a real quick break then, and we'll be right back with the with the interview with the guys from Team Meat. The Shinra Guard is close behind Cloud and the rest of the gang as they stole vehicles from the Shinra headquarters. They are in close pursuit, and they are where I am in the truck. Cloud is defending the truck by swinging his sword wildly at the villains pursuing us. Cloud is almost at his limit break. Sir, it's going to go in just a couple minutes. I'm lost in the motherfucking desert. The Golden Saucer is a source of economic explosion in a world decimated by greed. There is fire everywhere. Oh my God, there's a man walking through the fire. Embedded reporters within Final Fantasy VII. Only on 8bitx.com. Hey everybody, welcome back from the break. Uh, again, with me I've got Tommy and Edmund from uh, Team Meat who are, are developing uh, Super Meat Boy. Um, thanks again, guys, for being on the show. Uh, I'll, I'll just dive right into the into the questions because I know you're you're just you're just chomping at the bit, and I'm sure you guys have a lot of work to get back to. Um, tell us everything that you can right now in the next 60 seconds about Super Meat Boy. Uh. 59, 58, 57. It's, it's a... Go, go Edmund. Okay. <laughs> Super Meat Boy's video game. Uh, a platformer. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Why not? <laughs> well, anyway, Super, uh, Super Meat Boy, you guys, you guys did it from... Uh, it's kind of... How do I want to say it? Uh, did... Uh, 
it was Nintendo. Did they approach you to to take the Flash based uh, Meat Boy game to take it to WiiWare, or was this it? It was. Uh, it was. I don't know if you saw, but I did um, probably about like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I did a video where um, I, I had met with Reggie at GDC, <clears throat> and uh, basically I talked to him about the possibility of of, of taking my stuff to WiiWare because because it was around the time where they were announcing it. And he said, yeah, I know, if you're serious, just contact me. Here's my card. Just call me up, and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I got, I have an in. So I call him up, and, like, I recorded myself calling him. And, and I called him, like, every other day for a couple weeks. And he just wasn't either wasn't there, or he was in a meeting, or so on and so forth. And and uh, posted the uh, video online. And, and then shortly after that, it, I got contacted by the head of WeWare Development, who asked if I was really serious about getting on WeWare and... I said yes, and that was around the time where I had released a game called Ether, yeah. which was um, a game that made it into IndieCade uh, last year, and uh, <clears throat> that was the first game I thought, oh, you know, it would be cool to bring to WiiWare because it, it uses like a cursor and everything else like that, um, but again, I didn't really have anybody that I knew that could program for console and didn't really have any money, and uh, shortly after that, I released Meat Boy with John, and it started doing really well, and I thought, hey, you know, this would be probably the the smartest thing to do um, was around the time where I started working with Tommy on a game called Gray Matter, and we worked on that for a while. And I asked him, "Hey, you wanna you wanna do a console game?" And and I know he had previously done uh, console work before, and he was probably the best programmer that I'd ever worked with. And he's like, "Yep," and uh, that was basically it. And we just started working on Meat Boy. And in order to get the money, we basically uh, uh, we released a map pack for Meat Boy in the Flash version. Yeah. And we got enough sponsorship money to kind of go in on a on a kit, and that was basically what funded development. Um, and then we started, and uh, we've been uh, in development for about a year. That's awesome. Now, now Tommy, you, you worked on, on Goo. Goo was your game before. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did how did you and Edmund get into, into this mix? Um, well, uh, right around the time that Goo got into the IGF, um, I was looking through... Or it was it was actually right before Goo got into the idea, but I was looking at like past winners and everything, and I saw Gish was on there, and I saw Edmund, and I remembered Edmund <clears throat> a long time ago, uh, back when he and I both had websites that were affiliated with Newgrounds back in 2000, and so I uh, I IM'd him or I emailed him or something, we started talking, uh, <coughs> talking back and forth about that, and then I met him at GDC very very briefly. And then, yeah, then we we started making the the gray matter game. Awesome, yeah. very cool. So, um, both of you have mentioned um, specific platforms that your games have received on, though. I mean, uh, Edmonds mentioned Indicade, and Tommy mentioned um, IGF, right? Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and just for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with it, um, could you take us through them and um, let us know what the platforms are exactly are and how you got on them? They're they're con they're like uh oh. Okay, well, the IGF, IGF is the Games Festival, yeah. Yeah. which is a, a, a gathering of, like, the top video games of the year, basically, that are submitted, and uh, they're judged by a bunch of judges, and then they take the top, I, I think it's between 15 and 20 games, um, and they're put in different categories, and then they're showcased at GEC, which is the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, you get to show it there for three days, and then they're up for a bunch of different awards, and this year... Um, Super Meat Boy is up for the grand prize as well as audio. Awesome. And uh, Indicate is thank thank you. Is a similar festival. Um, it's a lot smaller. They have it in L.A., and uh, it's more geared towards uh, kind of art games, um, more more uh, 
more experimental uh, type games. And it, that's been around for a while, and that usually kind of goes all over. Um, they usually showcase it like E3 and stuff like that. But this is the first year that they actually had a like a little showcase where it was kind of like an art, a uh, little a little art booths or whatever, like uh, galleries where you can go and play the games and stuff like that. And uh, Ether got into that one. Um, but yeah, the IGF's been around for a while. And, and like Tommy mentioned in uh, in 2005, I, uh, my game that I worked on called Gish was up for the grand prize and. Um, we had won that year. But, yeah, yeah, Gish, five Gish was an awesome game. Or is an awesome game. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, <clears throat> you kind of, you actually kind of touched on the answer to this one, so uh, uh, be prepared to, to maybe re-answer it. Uh, <clears throat> on a scale of one to Heather Graham, exactly how sexy is Super Meat Boy going to be? Um, can, can we readjust the scale? Absolutely. Because Go ahead. Honestly, you. Heather Graham is very, very hot. I, 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 but she's not as hot as she used to be, you see. And well now, said. Um, <laughs> so, so could we go from, uh, let's see, who, who's really hot? Who's really, I like Rand, I, Randy Essenchok. From one to Randy Essenchok, how sexy is <laughs> No, oh, no. From that, it's only like halfway. <laughs> uh, uh, very, very, very sexy, uh, the game. So this is this is the kind of game that you want to bust out on a first date and be like, "Hey, baby, you Super Meat Boy." You don't even get you don't even get to the date. You get you get straight into bed with Super Meat Boy. All right, there's there's no courting period. You you see it, you love it, you you must have it. That's what it's all yeah, about. There 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 are instantly uh, rape charges will be filed against you <laughs> before you buy the game. Yeah, because it's so new. As soon as you play it, it's statutory. As soon as you play it. Uh, awesome. That's that's perfect. That's perfectly answered. Uh, um, see, I I I've uh, I played Meat Boy, and I suck at it. Um, despite being like a, a you know a gamer of the '80s, um, how how much harder is is Super Meat Boy going to be from from Meat Boy, or is it pretty much the same level of of difficulty? Well, first, I think we need to make sure that everybody knows that Super Meat Boy really isn't at all Meat Boy. Um, okay. It, it doesn't play the same. It doesn't feel the same. Uh, it's it's Meat Boy. Uh, we took the character game. We took the basic idea of a few elements of the Flash game. But in reality, like, Meat Boy, the Flash version, was very difficult, but mostly because the controls were pretty funky. Yeah. Um, again, like, this was John's first game. Uh, we made it in a few weeks. It was a prototype. It was just a basic idea to see, see if, what we could do. Uh, a vertical platformer, basically. And uh, Super Meat Boy is something that we've been working on for a while. It's very, it's very fine-tuned. The controls are really, really, really tight. Um, if you make a mistake, you won't feel like you've been cheated out of it. It's, it's you know, if you die, that it's your fault. Like, it's not yeah. bad controls. It's not bad design. Um, and it's, uh, it's we, we put a lot of work in, a lot of work and a lot of thought into it um, as far as trying to make it a difficult game <clears throat> that has a lot of reward to it. Um, but also not something that will just destroy every single person that plays it. Uh, there's a lot of ways we went about this. Um, one of the best ways is that we had a, we basically, there's two tracks kind of, uh, there's a, the normal mode and then there's like an expert mode and the expert of the dark world. And that's unlocked as you play, depending on how well you play. So when you start the game off, it, the learning curve is fairly <laughs> smooth. Um, it does get, you know, pretty hard, but the levels are set up in a way f- where you don't get as frustrated as you'd think. Um, it's hard to explain until you actually play it, but it's just a, 
I guess you could say the psychology of the game is set up in a way that doesn't defeat you. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, the carrot's always within sight, um, and the, the replay is so instant. Like, when you die, you're instantly in the game again. It doesn't feel like, as much as like you've died and been set back. Yeah. As that, you just are gonna get to play it again and again. And, uh, and of course we have a reward for that as well, where if you do die a bunch of the level and you complete it, Tommy made this thing where you can see all your replays at once. And it shows like forty meat boys on the screen jumping around everywhere, and it's pretty awesome. I, I love that. I've I've watched like I I watched all of them that I could find, and those I'm actually looking forward to that probably most about the entire game it's pretty, is, is it's pretty damn awesome. Like it's, yeah, it's a um, asshole Mario. If do you guys know asshole Mario? I, I know I know Quantum. it's the impossible to play Mario mod, so then Quantum. they just have all the Mario's dying in tune, yeah. which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly what it is. Which is which is an awesome feature, which every game should have. So you guys are really <laughs> innovating here. I want you guys to attach some sort of trademark or copyright because this is going to be huge. Yeah, call it like a video or something. I, when I was in London for this uh, WiiWare DSi thing, they had a Konami guy there, and he said he was going to steal it from us. And I said, no, you're not, because your games will take forever to get out, and ours can be out before yours. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically the so you've got you've got the main you've got the main game which is going to be difficult, but not in a not in a way that you don't want to play the game and you're pissed off at the game. Uh, Good, that's great. And there's also for the hardcore, really hardcore uh, platformer uh, players out there, there's going to be a parallel, like I mentioned, a dark world that parallels the main game that kind of throws very difficult versions of the levels at you that are completely remixed and redone and re envisioned. Um, that's extremely difficult. So if you're if you're up for the challenge, you know you're gonna love Meat Boy, and if you're up for a really big challenge with a huge reward, uh, then there's gonna be a, a whole other game that's basically unlocked as you play, um, which adds shitloads of replay value, and not to mention there's tons of buried characters that uh, you'll have to beat a lot of levels in order to unlock, and it's a nice reward as well. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask next. It's already been kind of announced that uh, Alien Hominid uh, is going to be in it, Tim from Braid is going to be in it, and uh, Commander Video from from uh, BitTip is going to be in it as well. Is there is there anybody else? Uh, we announced FlyWrench a few days ago. Oh, right, FlyWrench too. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Tommy just popped him in uh, the other day, and he's, he's a bit overpowered right now, um, but he's <laughs> pretty freaking awesome. Um, Every every character completely plays it plays totally differently and has their own abilities, um, and it, it's one of those things where like for me it's such a treat where I've I've already made like a uh, hundred and something levels and playing through those levels, you know right now still hasn't gotten old surprisingly because um, I'm always trying to shave off a few seconds and here and there and me and Tommy are always competing as far as of course he always always winning but uh, it's, it's it's always cool introducing a new character and then having. 100 new levels to play that that now play completely differently like adding fly wrench he has the ability to fly basically he gets he gets five small jumps so he flaps and he's really bad on the walls like he basically has no ability to wall jump so he has to land on the wall and then flap five times to kind of gain some altitude then flop back over to the wall and then jump off again and fly around again so he basically gets five flaps between running out of juice and he has to land in order to you know recharge and it totally plays completely differently than, than Meat Boy. And, of course, there's some levels that are actually harder with him um, because of the, the, the lack of, of wall jump ability. But then there's also levels that are way easy because of his ability to kind of maneuver around in the air. Like, he has complete air control. And, uh, and then Commander Video is another character that has a lot of air control, too, because he floats, like, Princess Peach style. Cool. So he can Sweet. kind of control in the air really well. And 
all the characters are going to play differently and uh, give you more reasons to kind of go through and try to shave off a few more seconds here and there on levels or uh, or just try to get into some hard-to-reach places where there's extra warp zones and stuff like that. That's excellent. Now, right now the game's <clears throat> the right now the game is scheduled for WiiWare and uh, and PC as well. I, I think you can pre-order it on Steam, or or at least Steam is going to have it. Um, are you guys thinking about uh, putting it over on on PlayStation Network or or Xbox Live Arcade or anything, or iPhone or anything? Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm going to ignore iPhone <laughs> because because I I, yeah, I I'm going to say something. It's going to upset some people. Go ahead. Uh, but but it needs to be said iPhone is not a gaming platform. Yes, there are games on the iPhone, but that doesn't mean it's a gaming platform. Give me, give me buttons. Give me two buttons. No buttons, no game. <laughs> that's that's it. But yeah. So I take it you're not a big fan of Project Natal either. Um. Well, but you see, you can have Natal with like a controller. Also, you're not totally reliant on Natal. That being said, there will never be a version of Meat Boy that only controls with Natal because. <laughs> you can't uh, imagine the nightmare. <laughs> like precision jumping and like still looking at the screen. So you're, it's like it's like the power pad days, but it's like the power pad. God. Oh, yeah, it's it's horrible. Like yeah. we're not we're not about we're not about taking the game and being like that was one of the things we got asked a lot too when we we're on at least in the early in the early uh, few interviews that we did. The question was always how are you going to use the the Wii Mote or the Wii remote, oh, geez. Um, in an innovative way with Meat Boy. Like, are you going to use motion controls? How are you going to use them? And uh, No, we're not going to fucking use motion controls, because that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And neither does the iPhone. Like, yeah. it's just Hats off to you two, sir. <laughs> what? I said hats off to you, sir. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, there's no reason to make just waggle stuff on it. Oh, and now I'm going to make him do the meat sense. shake. Yeah. It doesn't meet, it doesn't, just doesn't make sense. It's not what we're doing. Like, what what you get from it is you get to play it like an NES. Like you get to play it like, like it was on the NES. Beautiful. You turn the controller sideways and you go nuts. You know that's yeah. all you need. It's not, it's not. We're not tacking things on for gimmicks. This is a very straightforward, well, you know, really thought out platformer that pays homage to all the old platformers that we've ever played. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you know the game that me and Tommy would have made if we had the ability to do so when we were very young. It's like I I want to make a game that would. That would make the 13-year-old Edmund fucking go go fanboy crazy at school about and like yeah. just constantly talk up. Like, I, <laughs> we we talked about the the uh, the idea of like way back in the day when Mortal Kombat came out, when Mortal Mortal <laughs> Monday, I believe it was. Yes, Mortal Monday. Yep. Okay, at school I was the fucking biggest Nintendo fanboy ever, right? And even though there was no, and I and I'm also a huge you know fan of of course. Um, now the lack of blood in, in the Nintendo version was was of course a horrible thing for me to have to deal with, but <laughs> I defended that Super Nintendo version to the fucking very end. I would yeah. get huge arguments over that and just say no, it's the it is the it's the ideal version. And still to this day, I'll tell you that it was because I still believe that it controlled better and looked better. <laughs> Raiden's fatality was just way better. Yeah, it but, was. Uh, I want I want I want uh you know I want to make a game that. That would make me like that again when I was that age, and I and Meat Boy would definitely be that game. Like I, it's 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 uh, it sums up every little aspect of all the cliche uh, platforming stuff from the early '90s, as well as a lot of just kind of early '90s weird themes, like back when MTV was showing bizarre animated uh, like liquid television and all that sort of weird shit. Um, It just embodies a lot of that garbage pail kids. 
late 80s, all that stuff, the stuff that I grew up with, and Tommy grew up at the same time as well, and so we both are kind of on the same page with, with the vibe, and uh, that's basically what's going on in Meat Boy. It's, it's a totally uncensored, uh, we get to do whatever we want, and we're just going to deal with the rating as it goes, and uh, that's we're just having fun with it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, have you guys gotten a rating yet for it? We have a projected rating of T. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's what it's going to be for uh for the final. Um, gotcha. I don't. There's a lot of weird loopholes, um, like the fact that Doctor Fetus has uh, three <laughs> fingers and a thumb means that when he flips you off, it's not technically his middle finger. So nice, like, nice. Well done. <laughs> like, and like Meat Boy is is um is made of meat, so that's why he leaves blood everywhere. So it's not like it's not like there's blood because of just horrible violence. Like in a lot of ways, Meat Boy is like SpongeBob, where SpongeBob could get cut up in that cartoon all the time and get reassembled and he's fine. And that's basically what Meat Boy is as well. And the blood is just the juice that comes off of him because he's made of meat. So <laughs> in that in that in that respect it's you know there's little but you never know. I mean the stuff that they were throwing in is, is always uh it's very Ren and Stimpy-esque in, in terms of yeah. being somewhat questionable if, if taken a certain way. You know, I don't know what the ratings boards are going to say, but whatever. Like we mentioned earlier, I don't think I don't think the rating will affect sales or affect who plays it in the end because it's downloadable. Yeah. You're going to have to have a credit card either way to play it. True. So. True. I. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I, I hope that it doesn't get like rated into the point where you guys have to edit it to you know just to be playable on the Wii or anything like that. But I uh, I honestly about pissed myself when I I watched the video for the first time of uh, I guess it's your intro movie. And you know the the it's Meat Boy and and uh, Bandage Girl are bouncing kind of up and down and and Doctor Fetus is bouncing up and down like the intro to Street Fighter Two and yeah, then Street Fighter you know, Two intro and then Doctor Fetus jacks uh, Bandage Girl in the face. Love yeah. that. <laughs> Love that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's I mean that's in the game. That's the, that's the <laughs> intro for the that's the intro intro for the forest chapter and uh, I mean right right now the the brief conversations that we've had with Nintendo about this sort of stuff is. You do what you guys do, and we'll deal with it as it goes. They, I don't believe that they will censor us. Um, I would much rather just take an M than have to cut anything down because I think it's just going to hurt the game. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's going to get an M. I, I really, yeah, I, I think it's going to get a T because to put us in the same league as a game like uh, Mad World or something, where yeah, you, or Manhunt or any of those games, it's yeah, where you like chainsaw somebody in half. It's like this is not in any way the same sort of violence i mean this is there is like there's basically no violence in meat boy other than like the little cartoonish you know dr fetus hitting bandage girl like the rest <laughs> is like you know meat boy explodes okay he's like he respawns before the blood hits the ground or whatever that's it you know it's, yeah. it's like there's no like violent act there there is no act of aggression there is no there, there's no con like like conflict that resorts to violence or anything. It's just you know, it's 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 the same as Mega Man. I mean, Mega Man gets shot with shit and he blows up. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think it's Doctor Fetus. It just cracks me up. <laughs> I, I oh by the way, after the show, I'm I'm buying a Doctor Fetus T-shirt. <laughs> we have, we have Unless, character dolls. I would love to have a Doctor Fetus kind of like doll or a. Or, oh, you're gonna love this then. I don't know if you guys saw. Um, I gotta send you some. We we did. Uh, you have you seen the comic that we did? I saw it. Yeah. Okay, so the first comic at the very end, uh, there's like a, a little cube craft meat boy that you can cut out and put together. <laughs> and uh, in the new comic that I that I just finished up, 
Uh, the guy from what is it? Is it? It's like QBcraft.com. I, I want to get his name so I can so uh, pimp it properly. Say it on here. Yeah. Uh, uh, looks like he's just going by CB. I don't know his full name. Uh, but uh, he he made a he made a Doctor Fetus. Uh, he made a Doctor Fetus QB, and uh, that's going to be in the next comic at the end, and that's going to probably go up online in the next couple of days. Probably that's by the time fantastic. this is up. Excellent. And uh, and that's free for everybody to download. And if you buy the comic, it'll be in there on the paper, ready for you. And he'll <laughs> actually be flipping the bird in the uh, <laughs> in little QB form. So that's something that we got there too. And uh, we're we're, we're uh, trying our best to work on some extras. We like. I mean, I'm a huge fan of uh, physical, cool shit. And, uh, <laughs> I try to do as much as I can. Like uh, I used to do comics independently, and that's where the that the Meat Boy stuff kind of came from, and I hadn't done it in forever, and it's pretty inexpensive to um, to print out the comics, so uh, that's one of the things that we did, and of course, you've seen the Dr. Fetus t-shirt on Newgrounds, which I believe is almost sold out. I think they're only, like, extra large or 2X left. Damn. No, that's but, too that's too big for me. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but we will be we will be doing. Uh, I'll, I'll find another way once I figure out how to make some money. Doctor <laughs> Fetus <laughs> <laughs> shirt, or uh, we're definitely going to do a Meat Boy shirt um, in, before before it comes out. Very cool. Um, do you think you can speak more actually about the comic project? I mean, um, just how you started it and how it's uh, run in tangent to um, Meat Boy himself and Super Meat Boy. Oh yeah. Um, basically, Tommy had come down and. Uh, uh, he comes down every few months and, and we work, we work together for a while. And this was back when I had an office and he was kind of sleeping at the office. And, and we were, we, we got invited to go to that uh, event that Tommy mentioned in London. And, uh, we didn't really have anything to kind of give out. And me and Tommy talked about like, you know, those rave flyers that people just give out. They're like cardstock rave yeah. flyers for yeah. Yeah. whatever else. We talked about doing something like that and doing something kind of funny and, and then I thought, oh, I could put like a little, like a little comic strip on there, and that might be pretty cute. And that kind of just, me and Tommy just kind of banter back and forth, and it kind of evolved into like, hey, like, what if we just did a comic? Mm-hmm. Like, we could do a comic. Like, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever made a, a comic as like an ad for a game. And uh, and then I looked up the cost, and it was surprisingly, surprisingly cheap. And uh, and it, the, the the printer was semi-local, so. We quickly got together in like seven days. I threw together a comic. It was wow. not. It's, it was like a. I think it's like a twelve-page comic, and uh, and uh, we did the cover was like a was like a playoff of the the first Superman cover, the Action Comics cover. Oh, yeah. nice! Because he's he's lifting yeah. the car, going up the yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. the car against the against the wall or whatever. Yeah, he's smashing the car. car. It's like it's like weird. I I don't know why. <laughs> it is really strange. Having to do parody things like that, it's you, you start staring at the image that you're parodying and you're going like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, there's nobody in the car. He's fucking smashing it though. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> freaking everybody out around him. Too. <laughs> you look well, at. Yeah. People are running and screaming away from the <laughs> like lost his shit and is like banging this car up against the oh, fucking car. <laughs> so basically we uh we threw together the comic and like I said that I had experience with so it was pretty fun to revisit. I hadn't done a comic in like six years or seven years and uh we just threw it together and just it was you know, half ad, half entertainment. It had the comic strips kind of told the story and kind of gave the the humor vibe of of the game and also gave some information on the game and uh, printed it up and we we gave most of them out um, in London and then we we started sending them out to to different magazines and stuff like that and I actually think a lot of the the press that we've gotten the positive press 
has come in response <laughs> to sending out those comics, and it's uh, I think it's kind of a it was basically an independent approach to advertising. Like yeah. we don't have the money to pay for advertising, right? Um, so I, I can make a comic. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm experienced with that, so let's just fucking do that, and uh, that's what we did. And we're almost out of the comics that we had now. There's just a limited run of a thousand comics, and uh, so for GDC, I wanted to kind of make a new comic, and uh, that's what I just finished up. Awesome. You you actually uh, you kind of hinted at it. You said the positive press. I was actually going to ask you, like, you know, have you have you guys been getting like, uh, um, I don't know, like crazy. Uh, groups approaching you at all about like uh, I, I don't know Doctor Fetus or, or or you know or any of any of your past projects, Edmund. Dude, any, I, wish. Um, <laughs> I wish. Oh. <laughs> we we almost try, like I, we did an ad. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, we did this ad called I don't know. It was a it was a it was like a meat cut like a bovine chart. Yeah. So it was like a cow bovine chart all cut up, and in the center it's Meat Boy, right? And then on the top it says like Hitler was a vegetarian. Don't be like Hitler. And then it says, <laughs> yes. So Thank you. That was, a, that was an ad that we put out a while ago, and uh, it was an ad that Nintendo actually asked us to please, you know, can you just take that down and not mention Hitler anymore when it comes to you also mentioning WeWare? <laughs> I think their exact words, their exact words were something like, please refrain from uh, using Hitler on the same ad as the WeWare logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, that was one of the things, and that that was in a lot of ways. Like I think me and me and Tommy were were talking a lot about like uh, approaching the press in a way that s- kind of sp- spoke from the game's perspective in, in terms of of what we were doing, the freedom that we had, and whatever else. And in a lot of ways, it was us kind of testing the waters to see what we could and couldn't do uh, mm-hmm. when it comes, you know, being you know, I'm I'm so used to saying whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it because I'm not having to answer to anybody. But, you know, what does it mean to be, you know, a developer of Nintendo and, and how far can we take things? So that was kind of like a, a you know, to see what we could and couldn't do. And uh, surprisingly, nobody really, I mean, people, I think people were more upset by the fact that it could be upsetting to somebody. Yeah, instead of offending them, they're like, yeah. oh my god, those guys are really burning their bridge. This guy's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seemed to be more like, oh, they're worried that we're going to offend somebody. When but they honestly, were... though, isn't that isn't that basically what America is? It's always yeah. about like worrying who you're going to offend and not actually caring if the people that it was intended to offend are offended. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah. the outrage soccer moms when you need them. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> We're, we're like that being said, we're really, really hoping that we can get PETA to protest the game. That'd be great. It would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> because yeah, I, know that's, I don't think I don't think they care. I, I don't think anybody really cares. Like that's yeah. the thing too. Like the whole Doctor Fetus thing. There's the whole. It's one of the 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 well, the second most common question I think we usually get, other than "Hey, what meat's Meat Boy made out of?" Or, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Is he gonna have a brisket, friend? <laughs> it's it's the whole like yeah it's the whole like how 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 will you guys get away with Doctor Fetus and they're like what what do you mean yeah like I I I'm sorry but I wasn't under the impression that a fetus was offensive fetuses yeah, are yeah. evil dude you didn't know that babies are evil until they come out <laughs> I, that's what I'm, I'm believing at least fetuses are related to Hitler people are like yeah aren't, aren't people going to be offended by the fetus and they're like. No, why? Why? Why would they be offended by a fetus? Oh, oh, okay. 
<laughs> it's like it's like it's like people like associate fetuses to abortion, yet they forget that everybody is a fetus at some point. That's like it's just so stupid. I think that was a song once. Everybody is a fetus at some point. If it's not, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's like Neil Young and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be pretty awesome. Hey guys, what was what was the uh, what was the head and hands? Oh my fucking god! I can't believe you know I can't get this to work. Moment in in development of uh, Super Meat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, uh, we haven't had. I, I I can say I haven't had a moment like that pertaining to development. <laughs> you know, it, are there are there any oh my fucking god moments? There are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that that's uh, it's it's something it's something a little yeah not, not but yeah as far as development no there, okay. there really hasn't been because it's been like 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 Edmund has said we're really doing what we want with this game like if if something does not work it's not like oh we have to do this you know it's yeah. just like all right well we'll find a, a way around it done you know and so so like there there have been I haven't had any moments where I'm like oh god I can't get this. I can't get this to work or anything because it's just like, I mean, at, at its core, the game is very easy. Of course, it's like multi-platform and stuff, so I have to, you know, have a bunch of code bases or whatever. But I mean, that's not, that's not like a big deal right now. So I mean, honestly, it's gone so far. You know, knock on wood and everything, it's gone pretty damn smooth. All right, I'm, I'm, I feel sorry that I asked the question because the game hasn't been released yet, and tomorrow you're gonna be like that fucking guy from Elder Geek totally <laughs> jinxed me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to open his mouth. <laughs> the stuff is pretty, like, it's strange to go from totally independent uh, to console because things do change. Like, when you're making an independent game, usually you 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 de- you just kind of develop as you go. Like, you, it's kind of more like a like molding, like, like having a big stone and you're whittling away at it to make a statue sort of situation, and you're just refining and refining and refining. And then in the end, the finished product looks really polished and nice. But with a console game, when you're showing to the press and stuff like that, they have, I mean, majority of the press, they have absolutely no creative mind uh, when it comes to just trying to envision how this could be fun or how this could look in the end, and they'll just assume that whatever you show them is the final product. Yeah. So when you show them something, it has to look almost like it's finished, which is a weird way to go about things, at least for me. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, having to polish up the first chapter to make it look like it's almost finished seems just so bizarre. Because right. I'm so used to fleshing out the game and then kind of going through and going through and then and making it look better and better and better. But with, in in a way, it's cool because you we do get to spend a lot more time with 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 the, with the game. Like the first chapter is really smooth. Like it's been played so many times and we've looked at it so much that it's almost perfect in terms of of, of, of polish and that sort of stuff too. But it's kind of like a backwards thing of developing for console. But the cool thing, like Tommy mentioned before, is that we kind of get to go through and we don't have like it, it's i guess it's kind of like people assume that we have a design document that we are going by like a strict guideline when in reality it's hey we kind of have a vague idea of what we want to do um we we have these little key points that we think are really cool we know the mechanics that we want to try but in reality we're not going to fucking say okay the second boss is going to be just like this this is going to be his pattern this is what's going to happen because the moment you do that you lose the kind of like honesty and the the heart the game has, and it becomes this really like rigid, you know, almost too thought out 
out process where you're trying to push things into place. And right. like we ran into some problems with the first boss where it was like we kind of ha- we kind of had a vague design doc where it's like we wanted to do this, this, and this. Things just weren't really working that well, and we could see right away that they'd work better this way. So let's just do it this way. And when you're working with a company and you've got like 20 people that are being like, here's the design doc. Why aren't you following it? This is how it works. And you're going down the line. It's forced. And Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, you're forced in situations that either aren't fun or just don't work right or don't look right. And it just happens and it just pushed through. But with this, I think we have so much more freedom when it comes to just relaxing and being like, you know, let's just do what's most fun. You know, is it is it going to be more fun in the forest for you to light the squirrels on fire and have them chase the boss, or is it going to be more fun for you to jump on the boss's head? You know, yeah. we can try that out. We don't have to nail it down. And uh, and in the end, we went with the setting the squirrels on fire. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about the squirrels because I saw some of those in the gameplay. I was like, those have got to be involved somehow. I wish I could set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, that's what Randy thinks of when he at most yeah. things. <laughs> it, it could be really anything in the world, like a signpost or another human being. Just, his thoughts automatically I, like lumens. I wish I could set lumens on fire. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of how the game play, I mean, that's how the development is, is working. It's uh, and I think it's working really, really well this way. And it's definitely not something that you can do if you're a company. It just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. No, that sounds really good. That sounds excellent. Um, well, every every craftsman has a you know a favorite tool. Um, you know what what's uh, what's yours? How philosophical of you, Randy? Well, I'm, I'm serious. Like uh, since I started doing the site, I think my favorite like tool for the website has been our, you know my high def you know recorder, just so we can get like high def recorded you know video footage um, of video games and stuff. I mean, I I could have said like my Wacom tablet or like Photoshop or some crap like that, but like when it boils down to it, that's my favorite little gizmo. Hmm. Well, now I don't want to say my Wacom. You don't want to say your Wacom tablet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say my high-definition recorder as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, too, like my high-definition recorder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. What tool? I don't... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like... I'm going to say my, my most valuable tool right now is a fucking stack of, of printer paper that I have beside me and a pencil. Mm. Uh, that's where that's where most of the work and most of the thought process comes out, and uh, you could do more more you could do a surprising amount of video game testing on paper, and uh, that's a lot of my a lot of development for me is on paper um, in giant piles uh, beside me. Uh, mm. So that'd be my most valuable tool thus far, and my Wacom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop asking philosophical questions. I've got two more, and then we'll then we'll round it out. Uh, let's see, which two do I want to do? Uh, what was harder, actually, making the level editor, or you know, kind of putting together the you know, all the levels? Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I I've only made like skeleton levels. Uh, Edmund's made all the levels. Um, I made the editor though, and the editor making was the, making the levels are easy because the editor is really really easy to use. So yeah. I'd say right right off the bat, Tommy's job of making the editor was a million times harder than me making those levels because it was a breeze. That's fair. Nice. I'll go with that. I'll go nice. with that. <laughs> All right, that was an easy answer. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and just one one final thing before we actually get out of here. I kind of wanted to just change gears real quick. Uh, Edmund, uh, about no quarter. Um, <laughs> are we going to be seeing that anytime soon? Can, when can I kill a bunch of Hitler clones? I don't. I oh, my, I don't even know. <laughs> uh Okay. Um, okay. Hey, Tommy, you want to, as my as my lawyer, 
will you speak for me here? Yes, 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 I will. As a matter of fact, uh, as as Edmund's lawyer, I uh, <laughs> I I need to advise you that uh, no quarter. He he is not able to currently speak on no quarter as the the process in which no quarter is being developed is not currently being consulted on by Edmund. Ergo. Uh, <laughs> that was a lawyer word, everybody. Well yeah, er, ergo, uh, and concordantly, um, vis-a-vis, uh, vis-a-vis uh, uh, at this time we have no comment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I, let's not let's not go any further than that, guys. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, Everybody that's out there listening, uh, Super Meat Boy, get it on your PC or Wii. You know, either way, just get it. It's going to be one of the best platforms, if not the best platform game of of 2010. Of ever. Of ever. Let's go forever. Yeah, I'm going right. yeah. ever. Ever. I'm going from, yeah, from, yeah, ever. All right, let's do that. Forever. Now, what, uh, are you guys still pushing for a Q1 release or, or, or a little further back? Q1's kind of impossible right now because of, uh, uh, well, we originally started out with 100 plus levels. Yeah. Um, and that plus into about 350 plus levels. Yeah. Uh, we kind of want to make it more than more than expected. We kind of want to blow people's minds. Nice. Um, yeah. With uh, with the amount of content and make it more of like a a Mario uh, a, a a big Mario Land type or world experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So in order to do that, we we might have to push things back a bit, but it'll definitely be coming out this year um, before Christmas and uh, for sure. There you uh, have it. Before so Christmas this year, the best platformer game ever. When uh, it's done. <laughs> when it's done, damn it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna ask that. Is like, is is WiiWare breathing down your neck about a release date or anything like that? But I guess not. No, That's I don't great. Think WiiWare breathes. Service, sir. No, yeah, no, they they uh they're they're of course on our side when it comes to. You know when the pro- when the product is ready that we will uh, we will put it up there and we will support it. Can we call it a skew? Um, but of course they want. Yeah, let's call it a skew. It. It's a skew. Can we call it a skew? As, <laughs> as your attorney, as your attorney, <laughs> you to call it a skew. Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, um, anybody who's attending GDC can play it. Um, we will be playing it. It will be playable at uh, at the IGF booth at GDC for three days. Go nuts! Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, if you're listening, uh, be sure to, ch- to check out um, both Edmunds and and uh, Tommy's pages individually, and also the Super Meat Boy pa- uh, Super Meat Boy page as well. Um, again, thanks, guys. Um, and, and that's it for this week's show. Well, thank, right. you. Thank, you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. Thank you. Yahoo! You're all working.